Hey everyone, this episode today tackles topics such as transphobia, racism, homophobia and abortion. So if that brings anything up for you, please give this episode a miss and there will be some resources in the show notes. A listener production. This podcast is being recorded on Gadigal land. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this country and elders past, present. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. everyone sit the fuck down get ready for some drama that is more intense than any real housewives reunion you have ever watched genuinely i love this shit so much so anyone who hasn't been around for a while or didn't see me during the 2020 election may not know my obsession with american politics now am i claiming to be an expert no is it my like favorite thing to talk about yes and a lot of my friends don't really give a fuck it's only because I listen to a lot of American podcasts that are about politics or that are about offshoots of politics. It genuinely brings so much drama and Republicans are so unhinged. And like, so are some Democrats, but like Republicans are so unhinged. They say the wildest shit. And the latest GOP debate, which I will explain that is in a second, but the latest debate that I'm going to run you through this episode, genuinely, I thought the days of me being fully invested in American politics were kind of done because Trump made me so angry and I... Obviously, during the 2016 to 2020 period of time which he was president, it was very stressful. I posted a lot about it on my Instagram. Like I literally would do during the election, I would do like like a hundred stories a day yelling at the camera, be like, no, he's fucked. Yeah. Um, and people be like, he's a good businessman. No, he's not. Doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, fallacy of composition. So I have like an obsession with this and basically what I'm going to do Recently, there was the GOP presidential candidate debate, which is a Republican Party in the US. And what they're doing is they're trying to figure out, like, it's a debate to have the presidential candidates put forward their best foot in hopes that they will be chosen to be the light and saviour of the Republican Party in the US. So this is the debate number one. And let me tell you, I wish this podcast could go for nine hours because I watched the debate and I paused after every single thing all of them said because it was all so cooked in their own way. Yeah. They're all unique individuals and I hate them all. Um, and <laughs> You've prepped for this more than the Esther Perel interview, I have to say. Yeah, like, I've got two and a half thousand words of notes. Got a, <laughs> I brought a laptop. Got a laptop. Yeah, you bought a laptop. This is you've sent Lem and I an email with notes. <laughs> the funny thing is, is neither of us have received it, so we don't know who you've actually sent it no, to. No, no, but. no, 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 <laughs> But I'm just going to do a quick rundown of like just basic terms and basic okay. um, understanding of who these people are. So, okay, essentially, obviously, in the US, it's a bipartisan system. There is the Democrats who are Biden, they're blue, and there's the Republicans. They are. Trump. They're red. Although right now we don't know who's going to lead the actual parties. Most likely Biden. At the moment, the polls are showing Trump for the next election in 2024. So there are two parties. The GOP is like a nickname for the Republican Party. The grand old party is what. Oh, I didn't know are. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what is going on is in the Republican Party right now, from my observations, is there's kind of two different streams. There's people who are trying to be like Trump and in fact, more right wing than Trump. The thing they saw how Trump won by angering a large portion of the American people into voting for him. It's like an anger vote. And then there's people who are trying to be like, no, Trump was fucked. He's the reason why we lost the last election. He's also currently indicted 
and is going to court and is being criminally charged. So props shouldn't agree with him. Um, <laughs> and maybe the storming of the Capitol on January 6th wasn't okay. So as a whole, we don't like Republicans. They're the reason why um, Roe v. Wade was overturned. Roe v. Wade being the protection of abortion rights in all 50 states. Now that is gone. So obviously on this docket, there is a lot of conversations around abortion, a lot of conversations around climate change, a lot of conversations around um, education, immigration. Randomly, fentanyl was a huge topic in this debate. Fentanyl, which like I understand is, big, is a big issue, but... It's, it's the strongest opioid for anybody who doesn't know, which is like a type of drug that's usually used after a surgery or like to treat chronic pain. But only like a little, little, little tiny, tiny speck of it is it wipes someone out. And the problem is that it's it has been opioids in general have been overprescribed in the US and it's a massive, massive epidemic. So, yes. Have you seen Painkiller? Yes. I love yes. Painkiller. Oh, my God. Awful, yeah. but wonderful. Yeah. Awful, but wonderful. You should watch Painkiller for more intel on what Lem just said. And a lot of people in North America are um, overdosing, not realising that what, they're, what they think they're taking, which might be, say, cocaine, is actually fentanyl mm. as well. Yeah, so it's that's, happening that's in Australia also a too, by the way. It is not mm. just in the US, it's also here. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty fucked. We'll discuss this more in a bit because their take okay. on it is very interesting. So there are one, I think there's seven people. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No, there's nine. There's nine of these fuckers. Okay. So there's nine. There's <laughs> nine people on stage, and they are ordered in um, how they're doing in the polls. Okay. So front and fucking center is my arch nemesis. He doesn't know that I exist, but we are arch nemesis. <laughs> and I actually think, and this is going to be a big call. I think because Trump was awful is awful, beyond awful, right? But he's a fucking clown. But this person has done so many more cooked things as the governor of Florida that it's genuinely fucking scary, okay? So this person is Ron DeSantis. Have you heard of him? No. Okay. Have you heard of him, Oscar? I have heard of him, and I thought, from what I'd heard, that he was okay. Like, he was the okay alternative to um, Donald Trump, because it wasn't Donald Trump. Well, so this is news to me. Well, that, that, Please well, tell well, me. That, Enlighten well, me. That, I need to that's know. That's a fair perspective because anything that isn't Donald Trump is better than Donald Trump, obviously. Yeah. But I do yeah. think Ron DeSantis has a bit more of a political edge in which people may vote for him because Trump is so overtly disgusting in every way possible that Ron DeSantis has this weird politician, like uncanny valley kind of like thing about him where he smiles like an AI and it's like it's all very bizarre <laughs> so, and people could yeah. be tricked by him. Also, the thing about who I – because obviously in these debates, like who's won? The thing about these debates with the Republican Party, because the Republican Party have have gone so extreme, like I was saying, to try and run off, like use the motion and use, use the momentum that Trump created by being so far right wing and being so hateful and so awful – They've gone so far right now that I don't know if I want the GOP to choose a candidate that is so like, do I want them to choose the worst person on this on this ballot? Because then people who are centrists mm. or people who are on the fence would not choose someone. Yeah as extreme as that, mm. or do you want them to choose the less extreme version, potentially win, but then the outcome is like not as bad, but still awful. That's the question. And this Santos guy, is he like more um, centrist or is he more like the extreme right? Let me tell you some things Ron DeSantis has done them. Okay. Ron DeSantis, <laughs> these are my notes. Ron DeSantis is a fucking nightmare from Florida, is my first line. <laughs> 
He's hectically anti-LGBT. Like, oh, hates the gays, oh. hates trans people. Oh, God. He's really focused on, like, reforming education to make it more right-wing. Like, he banned critical race theory in um, oh, yeah. all educational institutions in Florida. Um, wow, that's a big deal. Yeah. He has the Don't Say Gay Bill. While you're going through this critical race theory for anybody who doesn't oh, yes. know, it's basically an interdisciplinary academic field it, all it's devoted to is analyzing how laws, social and political movements, media are shaped by social conceptions of race and ethnicity. So a lot of the things that we talk mm -hmm. about on this podcast actually stems from the critical race theory. I can't believe they locked it in schools. That's fucking ridiculous. Yes, they focus on, with Don't Say Cable, they focus on banning um, sexual orientation, gender, gender identity conversations and discussions in schools. So they're really like honing in on the fear of conservative white people in Florida who don't want the, the kids to learn about critical race theory, which is like a basic fundamental yeah. thing you must learn in, in school to understand how America was formed and how, and how it works, and as well as like LGBT inclusion. He also became, the reason I know Ron DeSantis initially, where I, where I was blessed with his beautiful vision, <laughs> is during COVID, Florida opened up before any of the other states. Florida, he was really kids going back to school early, not having mask bans. He was really, really, really right wing and opened up the the state. I would say far too early. I think we all would agree America was open far too early, uh, but Florida was kind of at the forefront of that because of Ron DeSantis because he had so much power in Florida and he basically is an evil cunt who used to be really heavily aligned with Trump, but now Trump is very anti-Ron DeSantis because now DeSantis has, like, beef with him because of the January 6th thing that happened, the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Okay? So yeah. on, on January 6th. The insurrection. When, yes. When, on January 6th. Uh, when Joe Biden was supposed to be sworn in as president and the transfer was meant to happen, there was a, a storming of the Capitol by Trump supporters. They were tried to stop the process from happening. Pence made it happen. Pence said, get fucked. Constitution says we have to do this. Trump supporters, mega supporters were fucking out of control. They went, they got very violent. And a lot of the people on this, in this debate, say that that was, was wrong, but a lot of them still support Trump. So it's very confusing, right? But Pence was the one who actually for once something good with his life and made sure that it, that it went through. So let me just get up this um, quote of things Trump has said. Now, when I say this is like Real Housewives, it's like Real Housewives. Let me just get up one of Trump's quotes about Ron DeSantis. The problem with Ron DeSantis is that he needs a personality transplant and those are not yet available. Uh <laughs> 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 Bitchy. Bitchy from Trump, bitchy from Trump. Um, now, we hate him, um, and he's also really against immigration. He's really against, he's really for finishing the wall and doing what Trump and Pence couldn't do, the wall on the southern border to Mexico, okay? How far is he from, like, being a white supremacist? He is a white supremacist, or, like, is that not? It's Yeah, I think it's, it's that. that. Okay. It's giving that. I mean, <laughs> Florida, but it's also interesting that he opened up Florida so early when Florida is such an aging population. Like, yeah, I wonder shit. how many people died directly because of them opening up the state early. Yeah. Florida is obviously a red state. So that's the first um, guy. That's Ron DeSantis. Now, he is kind of leading in the polls, but he's still far behind Trump. So Trump could still be 
a nominee, mm. uh, but obviously couldn't make it to the debate because he had to go to get his mugshot taken. Oh, so so was busy. Yeah. Um, the second person is Mike Pence, former vice president, but now him and Trump also beefing. They also have had drama, okay? So after the storming of the Capitol, Trump basically said to all of his followers that Pence could have stopped Biden becoming president, and he should have. But Pence is saying, well, actually the Constitution says that we can't stop this process from happening. It's not right. It's not aligned with the Constitution. So now a lot of MAGA followers really hate Pence because Trump hates Pence because he just tweety, 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 you know what I mean? He also... MAGA is make America great again. It's like a group of people who just believe that the old traditional... Uh, US way where it was even fucking more racist and more awful Mm. is the way that we want to go. It's a reminiscent kind of slogan, right? Yeah, it's Trump's slogan. Yeah. So Mike Pence is hectically evangelical. He's pro-life, so like so anti-abortion, like wants to put in a federal six-week ban on abortions before most people know that they are pregnant. He also is very for border control and um, basically we hate him as well. (laughs) Nikki Haley is the only woman involved in the situation. Um, She's a former South Carolina governor and I've written here she also sucks. Um, (laughs) She's anti-abortion. So everyone on this bill is anti-abortion, but they're all kind of varying levels. She's anti-abortion for a very interesting reason that we'll get to in a bit. It made me literally laugh out loud when she said it. But, like, you know, she's kind of like the, like, classic, like, Republican girl boss woman of, like, come on, ladies, and it's like you are actively discriminating against women by being anti-abortion. You fucking suck. Tim Scott is, again, another evangelical. A lot of Republicans re- rely on the evangelical vote, and he's like, a, he's like a Midwest evangelical, like, homely boy. He's pro-life. He kind of sucks, but he actually isn't the worst one there. So we don't give him as much attention as we do the other three, okay? Like, he, like, he sucks, but he's more like just going for the religious vote rather than being, like, from what I heard in this debate, actively anti-LGB or anti- Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he probably is those things, but it's not what his campaign is based on. It's yeah. more based on being, like, faith-led and okay. things like that. And just so, side note, with this one debate that happened, like, do they have more debates coming up? They have and then more it, like, debates. Goes, it dwindles down more and more or, like, yeah, okay, they got more. It isn't like, I don't, I don't think it's like a top four kind of thing, like top model, but it's like um, <laughs> they, they just like keep having debates. Before you continue, I just want to ask for, like, anybody who's kind of starting to get interested in this, do you think it will have any effect on Australians, whoever gets, like, like elected meaning you know how trump had had an effect on us yeah i think do you think i think it always does like u.s politics right i think it always i think it always has an effect on the rest of the world whoever gets affected and And who do you not want to be that's by the end of this episode i would love to know like who do you not want to be at the (sighs) most okay there's a lot okay well this is the thing this is the struggle that i have is who do i want to be like ideally i would want them to choose someone so unhinged that they can't win because I don't want yeah. any of these people in office, but also, I don't know. The next one is Chris Christie, which is like, get a different name. <laughs> people, like people that have first and last names, like yeah. like Chris Christopher. It's like, what? Like, why did your parents name you that? Like, like when it's a man, I'm like, you didn't get married into this name. Like your parents gave you that name. It's bizarre. He's from New Jersey. Now he also sucks, but he is kind of a bit more reasonable and is quite anti-Trump. So... We, we kind of like him, okay? 
I feel like when you're watching this in comparison to the others, some of them start looking quite good, right? It's very confusing because <laughs> you're like, why am I pro this person who is saying they only want a 10-week abortion ban? You're like, yes, <laughs> fuck yeah, like women's rights. Like They're like, you know, we shouldn't kill gay people. And you're like, yeah, I love you. Do you know what I mean? That they're, they're fucking. Then there is this person who I'd never heard of before until this. And here's my inspiration for this episode. Vivek Ramaswamy. Okay. He is 38 years old. Okay. So the youngest um, person on the stage. He would be the youngest president ever. Um, and I write here, he's some random twerp. So he hasn't, he hasn't <laughs> ever been in politics. He um start, he is he's a billionaire from some biotech company that he started. Obviously, he's very intelligent, but doesn't use it for good. He's really, really MAGA. So before when I was saying there are certain candidates who see Trump and they raise him one, Vivek is trying to be Trump times a million. He's funded his own campaign, basically, because he's so fucking loaded. He doesn't think systemic racism exists. He says the main issue isn't racism. The main issue is fatherlessness. So he oh, thinks, so, no. so, so, so he thinks, like, he's, he brings up two or three times in this debate where he says the issue isn't this, it's actually that, you know, there are so many uh, families without fathers in the household. and Exhibit A. I mean, Exhibit A. It's interesting because obviously there's a, there's a huge negative stereotype in the US that African-American fathers always leave their families. So that's like yeah. a huge thing. And it's so clearly racially coded, this, mm. this, this commentary, in my opinion. He's also really anti-trans. His, uh, one of his big things is there are only two genders. And we fucking hate him. He also doesn't believe climate change exists. We'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> then there's Doug. Doug Brugman. Poor Doug. Now, Doug Doug is the governor of North Dakota. He grew up in a, a town with 300 people only, and he became a tech billionaire. He uh, sold his company to Microsoft for over a billion dollars. And at that point, you think, Doug, go and relax. Yeah. But Doug has decided against that. <laughs> Doug has decided to go into. It's like all these people. It, it's so true what they say about like if you want to be president or prime minister, there's something a bit wrong with you because yeah. if you had a billion dollars, Doug, go and relax somewhere. Doug, go and go and do something good with your money. Go and own a little yak farm or something. <laughs> He's against abortion, but he, he also is for clean energy. Okay. okay. Doug. So Doug, nuance in, was in comparison. That. To the rest of them is kind of reasonable. He also thinks that each state should um, determine their own law still. He doesn't really believe in federal laws, which is a good thing if we're speaking about abortion because that means he thinks it should stay the way it is, which isn't great, but it's better than, you know, the, the thought of having a six-week national abortion ban. He's like kind of slay, like a kind of like pussy slay. Like he's kind of like, he kind of likes out of the drama. Like he's kind of like the Carl Richards of, of the debate. He's just, like, not extreme enough to win. Okay. Which makes me kind of sad, even though he is awful in many ways. He's kind of the most normal. Then there's this man called, I think, Asa or Asa, A-S-A, Hutchinson. He's a former Arkansas governor. Obviously, he's pro-life, but he's kind of just like an old man in the corner. So we don't really care about him, okay, because he's, like, the least likely to win. So whatever. So yeah, the debate begins. Oh, walk <laughs> us through. So the thing about Republicans, also this is this is um, aired on Fox. So it's so crazy watching this shit because a lot of the stuff that I watch obviously is through 
the lens of look how insane Republicans are. Ha, 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 ha. They're not well. Um, Fox News is scary. Ha, 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 ha. People commentating on it, right? I very rarely stand and just watch something directly from Fox News. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever done that? Yeah, I have. Yeah. It's it's like an, a form of entertainment like no other. Oh, my God. Like, it's like it's like a different world. Yeah, it is. It's so scary. It's it's almost comical. Like the, it, the, the debate literally opens and you think it's like, you think it's like a parody of America. <laughs> Tonight, the race for the White House takes flight. Welcome to the first debate of the 2024 presidential campaign live at Pfizer Forum in Milwaukee. Like it's so, it's like the presidential debate this year, it's fucking, it's like, it's really quite scary. And the thing about Republicans is, and a lot of uh, politicians, but Republicans, because the way that they vote is so based on just hating Democrats, a lot of the topics go back to how shit Biden is not speaking about what they will do or what they would do differently. They just say that Biden is awful. So the first question the first question from Fox News is about, sorry, on Fox News, is about Bidenomics. They have clips from people around America asking them how each presidential candidate is going to curb inflation and start Bidenomics. Then they ask, and everyone is blaming Biden for inflation, as though it isn't happening worldwide, as though it isn't because of petrol prices, though it isn't because of COVID, as though it isn't because of all these different factors that Biden could not control. But all of them are just being so bitter. The girly pops are bitter about Biden. They're like really jealous vibes. It's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like when there's like a group of girls at school who are like really jealous of like a nice yeah. Like a nice girl, like a nice, like smart girl. And they're like, well, she, she fucking ruins everything. And it's like, all she's doing is eating her scone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like, that's kind of what they're doing about <laughs> Biden. So the first thing DeSantis says, now remember DeSantis, our Florida man, is send, send Joe Biden, Biden back, back to his, his basement. basement. <laughs> Mild threat. Mild threat. So it's a bit off center. It's a bit scary. And the way that all of these Republicans are speaking about the economy is in regards to debt and how much money the uh, Democrats are spending. Now, there are different times where debt can be a good thing or a bad thing for an economy, but Republicans are banking on the general public thinking that a country's budget is the same as a household budget and having debt is always bad. So they're really leaning into how Democrats are spending too much money. They're leaning into how they aren't earning enough money, uh, but they also want to minimise taxation and they want to minimise spending as well. So they want to minimise spending on welfare, minimise spending on Medicaid. They want to minimise spending in schools, in public housing, and they want to decrease taxation as well. Um, so Vivek is kind of like in this point and the whole debate, like a South Park character. <laughs> he basically stole his opening from one of Obama's speeches. So I have the grab here. And if you listen to his voice, imagine him with the biggest smile on his face you have ever fucking seen. So first, let me just address a question that is on everybody's mind at home tonight. Who the heck is this skinny guy with a funny last name? And what the heck is he doing in the middle of this debate stage? Okay, so that's what he said as part of his opening. And what the heck is he doing in the middle of this debate stage? And he pauses and his mouth remains open. 
<laughs> and this is what Obama said. The hope of a skinny kid with a funny name who believes that America has a place for him too. How much more heart does Obama's have? Oh my God. He's, th- he's intentionally trying to steal that. I feel like me. Shut up, mate. <laughs> I think I think that he thought no one would notice. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Don't you think? Or, I, yeah. Or I feel like I feel like they do this so that everyone comments on it because that is the way that the, the Trump sort of effect. It's almost like there's going to be publicity. People are going to talk about it. It's going to go viral. People are going to get the original clips. And maybe it's a strategy oh. to be able to be more talked about and more known and stand out from the crowd. Digital so it's not King. like Doug. Maybe. So- Poor Maybe. Doug. No, poor Doug, honestly. I mean, Doug also <laughs> sucks. I need to make that clear. But Doug Doug just seems like he's a bit lost. I'm not sure what's going on. Like he's like he's obviously a very smart man, but he's just kind of like not in the drama. And it's like, Doug, get involved. And you're right. Vivek is the Erica Jane of this, of this fucking debate. Later on, it is called, this is called out, okay? So I'm going to skip forward to when this is called out. Our man, Chris, two names Chris. Okay, so so this is only 11 minutes into the debate and Chris Christie loses it at Vivek. I've had enough already tonight of a guy who sounds like ChatGPT standing up here. And the last person in one of these debates, Brett, who stood in the middle of the stage and said, what's a skinny guy with an odd last name doing up here was Barack Obama, and I'm afraid we're dealing with the same type of amateur standing on stage tonight. Same. I was going, yes, Chris. Yes, Chris. And this is where it's confusing. This is where you start to support the fuckers who are actually as evil, but you're like, yes, shut him up. And then goes, give me a hug. So, so Chris is like, our boy Chris Chris. He's like, he's like, hang on. You also slay from Chris Chris, noticing that. Side note. Yeah. Side mm. note. But he basically says, you're copying Obama, but he actually says, and you're as bad as Obama from this. We're dealing with the same type of amateur. You haven't had any experience. And also you sound like chat GTP. So this is like a slay, okay? Then in the economy conversation, Nikki, Nikki Haley, our, our girl boss, she like randomly calls out, like all of them are just focusing on debt. It's interesting because Republicans will do this thing where they will say that everything is the current administration's fault, so everything the Democrats are doing is entirely their fault. But then when there's anything that's a Republican issue or in Republican states, they'll say they, were, they, were, they inherited it from Democrats. Mm. So she's going on and on about debt. She calls out Trump. She's obviously very anti-Trump. And then Penn swanks himself off about the Republican, the abortion ban. So whatever. Now, here's where things get hectic. The economy was kind of boring. We go, okay, cool. Like, we've got that little chat GDP line. Like, it's very fun. <laughs> climate change. Vivek frightens me. So then they're asked a question about, about climate change. And, and if they, they're asked a question, do they believe in climate change? Do they believe that, that, that human beings have altered the climate? And, and are they the reason for it? And what the moderators wanted to do was go, do a show of hands. And DeSantis goes, hang on, we're not children. Let's debate this, let's debate this. Because obviously none of them want to put their hands up and go either way. Because if mm. they say that I don't believe in climate change, they know that that's, they know what's wrong. They know what's wrong. And if they say that they do believe in climate change, this isn't a very Republican thing to say because all of them are very anti-climate change, quote unquote, hoax as they believe it to be. So then DeSantis shuts it down and they start debating. Now, the Vex response is as follows. Yeah, this isn't that complicated, guys. Unlock American energy, drill, frack, burn coal, embrace nuclear. 
put people back to work by no longer paying them more to stay at home. Reform the U.S. Fed, stabilize the U.S. dollar, and go to war. The only war that I will declare as U.S. president will be the war on the federal administrative state that is the source of those toxic regulations acting like a wet blanket on the economy. Okay, Vivek. It sounds like he's had a bag and just gone mental. <gasps> Are you it's like, and he's So then Vivek goes on. Also, keep in mind, this person could be the president of the United States. Can we keep this in mind? This is like, <laughs> like, yeah, it's real housewives, but it's so fucking scary. Okay. Let us be honest as Republicans. I'm the only person on the stage who isn't bought and paid for, so I can say this. The climate change oh, whoa, agenda whoa, 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 whoa. is a oh, hoax. Is the climate change ridiculous. agenda is a hoax. And we have to declare independence for it. And the reality is. The anti-carbon agenda is the wet blanket on our economy. And so the reality is more people are dying of bad climate change policies than they are of actual climate change. Governor, Governor How did he come from that point to that point? How is that logical in any fucking way? It makes no fucking sense but it all but it also panders to people in middle America, people in lower socioeconomic areas. Yeah that maybe they see that the closing of a non-renewable source energies is going to make them lose their money and they're going to die of poverty. And that's, and that's the reason why there is so much inequality is because of climate change agenda and all the money going into climate change could be going to them and welfare. The thing is the people that they are pandering to have a right to be angry. But what they're doing is they're steering their anger into a different way and saying you're being lied to. You're being lied to. There's no way that climate change can be real. They spend this money actually on giving you on giving you money but also on no welfare. Like it doesn't make sense the Republicans' solution to this. So what they're doing is that they're, they're, they're turning this fucking point and this anger that that is rightfully emerging within the lower socioeconomic parts of the US as the gap becomes becomes wider. And they're saying the real enemy is everyone's lying to you and government is the enemy and actually climate change isn't real. We've done nothing wrong and we should continue and just focus on economic policies, which is obviously fucking incorrect. But also if you heard that and you weren't very well educated and you didn't have the resources and all your resources were Fox News or right-wing commentators and you heard someone say more people are dying of climate change policies than they are of climate change. If you looked around you and people around you were dying because they couldn't get medical care or because they couldn't they couldn't afford medical care, yeah. they couldn't afford to eat because they're dying from drug overdoses, you would go, correct. Yeah. More people that I know are dying of quote-unquote climate change policies because they're seeing climate change policies as taking money from them rather than climate change. Oh, cool, it's one degree hotter. I don't give a fuck. As far as they're aware, that is correct. That's but why I, there's that outroar of fucking of applaud and this and this little twerp <laughs> like knows that's the case. What I, I, what I don't understand is how is no one held accountable for misinformation? Because it's clearly mm. misinformation. But is it? Is it misinformation or yeah. is it a twisting? Well, yeah, of course. But currently in America, people aren't dying of climate change because it hasn't really hit the crisis point yet. No, that is correct. But So he's using that. He is using that. But also you could argue that that's the point, I think, is that people are not seeing what's happening that's, that's impacting, like the weather changes and all of mm. that shit that we see, right? Us rational scientific mm. people see as obviously empirical evidence, but they don't. But the issue is that he's saying more people are dying from the carbon 
like uh, regulations policies. and policies than that. That is actually inaccurate. Like it's, a, it's misinformation. It's not factual. Is that I don't understand in the US, like when you're in a in this debate, are you meant to be accountable for the truth? Like, are, is there anything like that? I don't. I, I, I don't. You can be biased on cable networks. So you can be biased. Bias is not a problem. But when you say something that incorrect. is not factual, which mm. is that sentence, like well, more people are dying from the carbon policies than the actual mm. climate change. That's 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 completely inaccurate. I guess he's relying on people. It's quite a broad statement because obviously we would say people are dying of climate change from the fires in Maui, exactly. from the, like you said, the tropical storms in California, from fires in Malibu, uh, you know, how long was it ago? Five years ago now. But I think that when he says climate change policies, it's intentionally vague. Yeah, that's true. And maybe okay. he could relate to government funds. Like you I, should work for them. <laughs> fucking hell. But maybe that's what it is. Yeah. But you are 100% right. Like the, the, there's no way that's that's true. Yeah if it's taken on face value, but maybe that maybe there's no way to debate that. I just think there is, but yeah. There is, but also other other Republicans going to debate that on stage. No, yeah, that's true. It's a different mm. environment. I just think that, that this is the law. problem with, with news in general is that mm-hmm. misinformation has become part of, you know, of anything that you watch on TV now. Like that's, that's the issue. No mm. one is being held accountable for that in any setting. No. And in trying the- to be entertaining is valued more so hence why they they're all going in with these you know one-liners they're trying to be as entertaining yeah. as each other except for poor doug <laughs> <laughs> poor doug so true it's all just like a showmanship yeah mm. so uh you know they also about climate change ron just goes on and on about biden he's like obsessed like he's literally <laughs> like he's got like posts of biden in his room he's like I, it's like i hate you like he's got like a burn book like he's literally like it's like <laughs> Eminem song stand. Like, it's like really scary. <laughs> I wrote oh, you, but you still ain't calling. Um, and then Nikki, our girl boss, brings in a Margaret Thatcher quote and says, to quote Margaret, Ma- Margaret Thatcher, if, if you, you want, want something, something said, ask a man. man. If you, if you want, want something, something done, ask a woman. woman. Okay, girly pop, maybe give us abortion rights. Yeah. Um, so, like, this is the thing. Nikki is like 2010 Tumblr feminism. Do you know what I mean? Like she thinks she's slaying, but she's like really fucking backwards. But again, is she the best of a bad bunch? Possibly. She mm. seems, she used to work for the UN. So she's actually like really intelligent. She just sucks on the abortion front and a lot of other fronts. But like in terms of who we're dealing with here, is she our fave? I don't know. <laughs> also, there's no way Republicans would vote for a woman, so like she wouldn't get it anyway. So then Ron just goes on like a tangent about like COVID and how he didn't lock down Florida and how the economy would be in better shape if we didn't lock down at all. And obviously, I mean, I know I've said this a million times, but the economy wasn't the wasn't the concern. There it was more everyone dying. Like yeah. ninety thousand people died in Florida alone from COVID, uh, which is obviously his state. And if everyone's dead, Ron. There is no economy. But so. he's using the benefit of hindsight at this point as well. And it's very known in politics that if you don't have a proper argument, what you're going to do is you're going to attack, mm. right? Like if you have nothing in your toolkit, you're just going to be like, oh, well, Biden. And then that's also going to keep everyone, you know, with you. 
you're so right because every time he says the name Biden or anything negative, he gets cheers, like aggressive yeah. cheers from the crowd because they all hate Biden. They want him in that bloody basement. They want him down that basement <laughs> so badly. Was he in a basement before? I don't I know. This is very fuck. I, well, it's, it's so specific. It, it's because I went, they thought that there was some security threat and so he went to the basement, oh. which is where he's supposed to you, go. Oh. Yeah. Oh, man, you know, do <laughs> bit of CNN, bit of Fox News every now and again. So they want him in the basement, not in a horny so, way. So he went to the basement because he was told by Secret Service to go there. And so they're mocking him because he wasn't out there like being a president like Trump was when there were all those rights and he went uh, out with the book and the Bible. Because he was encouraging them. Yes. Oh, my yes. God. But even Secret Service was saying, don't go down there. And so Trump started this whole thing on Twitter by saying, you little basement boy bitch, you little fucking, <laughs> like, honestly, I wish Trump was a drag queen. Like, like his insults, like, like him saying Ronda Sanctimonious needs a personality transplant and unfortunately those are not yet available is like <laughs> fucking incredible. So DeSantis is just going on about fucking COVID again. Calm down, babe. But also like, you said with hindsight we can say all this, but genuinely, like, he was the f- he did not want the lockdown at all. Like, Republicans moved from other places in America. There's a whole This American Life episode on it, so I don't know if you want to listen to it. Just for Ron DeSantis, they moved all to Florida because they were like, our kids can go to school. Oh, right. No masks. He became, like, the freedom movement person, right? Yes, and okay. when everyone was going, he's fucked, which he is fucked. Now he's like, see, yeah. I was right, because Florida has actually, their economy has bounced back. Um, all right, so here's the thing, guys. The episode went for a really long time, so we decided to split it in half because it's a bit more palatable that way. Also, there's only so much GOP you can handle. So the next topics are the amazing topic um, of abortion, and we definitely want to hear their opinions on that. Shock horror, they're all pro-life. So listen out to that episode tomorrow. A listener production.